Welcome to Book Bumble, the podcast for people who love to read. In each episode, we'll introduce a stack of books that are tied together with a common connection to help take a deeper dive into each story. We provide a space to talk books that is friendly and deep with a little hint of geek. I'm Laura Pleasance. And I'm Leslie Hopping. And we are two friends who love spending time with our families, visiting libraries, and reading great books. We are so happy you joined us. Let's get started. Hi, Leslie. Hi, Laura. Welcome, everyone. This is episode five. Today, our stack of books is tied together with a common theme of known stories that are retold from another point of view. Leslie, what book do you want to start with? Well, I want to start with a book called Half Sick of Shadows by Laura Sebastian. And that was published in 2021. And the common story that we know is the story of King Arthur, Lancelot, uh, Queen Guinevere. We know that story, the sword and the stone, all of that. But this is retold from another point of view. So here's our starting point. We know that story of King Arthur and his crew, but this is from a different side altogether. So Arthur, Lancelot, Elaine, Morgana, and Guinevere all grew up on this island called Avalon. And it's kind of disconnected from Camelot, but they all know their future roles. Until the time when they have to fulfill them, they live a carefree life, they hone their gifts, Lancelot hones his fighting ability, King Arthur learns about the laws of the land and history and about ruling, and everyone else kind of hones their magical skills. And as they build their lifelong relationships, they kind of come together almost as like a gang of kids. So just imagine the outsiders on an island with magic. Okay. But knowing that they're kind of coming into a role eventually that they have to fulfill. So eventually they're called to accompany Arthur to Camelot where magic is suddenly forbidden and the social expectations are stifling to them. Remember, they grew up free on this island. And they each take on the role they've prepared to take, but it isn't as easy as they thought it would be. Um, they expected the dangers to come kind of from outside of their core of people, but they're actually finding that the most dangerous people are the ones that they know best of all, people within their group. Elaine, the sister of Morgana and half-sister to Arthur, can see the future. She always has been able to, but as their future plays out, we find out what she is willing to see come to pass and what she feels needs to change. Neither option is simple or easy, and most of the options are dangerous. So this book was really fun to read. Um, Kind of before I read it, Uh, I looked up a little bit about King Arthur. I kind of like to do that if I know it's a rewriting of a a story um, so that I would have the often told version in the back of my mind. This book gave me so much depth of character and I really found myself wondering what right and wrong actually were in this world. Was it okay for them to do some kind of bad things to help protect the roles they were meant to play? Um, and what would I do for my family? What would I do if I could see the future? And with Elaine, every little time things change, she would kind of see the new future. 
and she got to a point where she stopped sharing the future. No one really wanted to hear what was going to happen, but she lived with that heavy burden all the time. So it was interesting because Morgana, Elaine, sometimes they're seen as a little bit more villain, villainous, um, but we really got to hear their side of that story. This sounds really good. I, I want to pick this one up. I'll be honest, the main thing I know about King Arthur is from the Disney right. movie Sword in the Stone. Yeah. So I don't know too much about it, and this sounds really interesting to me. And I really would suggest just getting those names, familiarizing yourself with the names, so that when you read them, you can kind of see how the spinoff is a little bit different. Okay. Is Merlin in it? Um, the thought and idea of Merlin is in okay. it, but <laughs> you might, you might see some other characters that you know. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Half Sick of Shadows by Laura Sebastian. Yes. So Laura, what book do you want to tie in next? Oh my gosh. This is one of my all time favorite books. This is one of my life books that I love. It's Caroline by Sarah Miller, came out in 2017. You mentioned this in your, when we did What Books Matter Most. I did. It's yes. just a book that means a lot. It's a retelling of a familiar Little House on the Prairie story, but it's told in Caroline's voice. Mm -hmm. So if you're Mama. familiar with the Little <laughs> House on the Prairie books, Caroline is Ma. So here's our starting point. It's winter, 1870. And the Ingalls family, Charles, Caroline, Mary, and Laura, and their dog Jack, mm -hmm. pack what they can carry in their wagon and set out to satisfy Charles, that's Pa, his wanderlust. The family leaves the big woods of Wisconsin, and they're leaving all of their family and friends behind for a brand new life in Kansas, which is Indian Territory. Caroline is pregnant. And she has no family or friends to help carry the heavy load of the life of a woman at that time. Mm -hmm. So it really put in, the, in my mind another book, which is kind of a read-alike for Little House fans. It's okay. called, it's a middle grade book. It's called Prairie Lotus by Linda Sue Park. It's set in the Dakota Territory in the 1880s and the main character, Hannah, is a young girl and she has a Chinese mother. Okay. So if you like these kind of retellings mm -hmm. from a different voice, that would be another great one to pick up. So I really connected with Caroline as a woman. All the things that she was responsible for <laughs> are the same things that we're responsible for now, but times a million. Yes. So she had to do all the cooking, all the washing, take care of all the illnesses. She was afraid. Remember, they were going into absolutely unknown territory. Mm -hmm. And what they did know, they knew danger. Weather. There was oh all different kinds of weather, and they were in a covered wagon. Mm -hmm. Loneliness. She had no friends or family. She did not have a phone to call anybody. Right. It was... That was a big challenge. Yes. And, of course, being responsible for children. And really, at that time, men were not right. helpful in that way. Yes. They had their very defined roles. Yes. But through this book, Caroline shows such a tender love for Charles and her girls. But she often has to push down her own wants and desires because that was her place. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of women 
contemporary women could identify right. with Caroline. She's just, she amazed me in, the, the author amazed me in describing the things that Caroline was feeling mm -hmm. in such depth and with such range. And then describing what she actually had to do you know, right. she didn't get to share a lot of how she was feeling. And because she didn't have any sisters or friends nearby right. to do that with. I just, I absolutely mm. love this book. I could read it every day for a million years. It's just yes. so lovely and beautiful. Mm. I love it. Yes. And I, I agree with everything you're saying. And you were talking about, you know, the contemporary woman. So this book can be loved by everyone. There's something in this book for everyone. But I will say there really is, you know, something even more you get out of it as a woman. Mm -hmm. Just the way the author writes it, mm -hmm. that you're almost saying the whole time, I get you, Caroline. You know, I understand you because it's just written so well. And... <laughs> The way the author described events in Caroline's life, um, I can still feel them and see them. And they were sometimes small, sometimes big, but there was, it was this visceral feeling of, you know, when she was having a baby. I have also have, I have three. They're not babies now, but I have three. And it's not gory or gross, but just the description of how she was feeling. Right. I was so able to identify with that. And here she was <laughs> in Indian territory and having to do it. Um, and I was making sure I got to the hospital in time to get my epidural. So, mm -hmm. I mean, there were different times, but I still understood her and identified with her. And the author, you know, just wrote her as a regular woman. She worked hard. She wanted more always, but loved the life she was given. She sometimes got frustrated at her amazing husband and he got frustrated with her. It was very real, mm -hmm. you know, her seeing him go out to do something in the fields and she has a kid throwing up at her feet. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is just what we get frustrated with mm -hmm. now at each other, but you still love each other. And the author really wrote that into the book. She did. And, and Caroline's life, and I'm probably all women at that time mm -hmm. were just very driven by their what their husbands wanted to do. Right. She did not want to leave the mm -hmm. big woods of Wisconsin because she knew that she was leaving behind help right. and companionship uh -huh. and friendship and sisterhood and being mm -hmm. a daughter. But she had to right. because that's what mm -hmm. you did. And she could you could read the the, the frustration and her feelings but also see her actions reflect on her role and what she needed to do as, as a wife, as a partner. So right. it was a very interesting Right, and she fulfilled all those promises that she had made to Charles and her yes. girls. This is just one of those books that I yes. don't ever feel like I would get tired of reading. No. I could read this book every year and get something different out of it. I so agree. that's Caroline by Sarah Miller. Mm, great pick. So I've got another book I'd like to share. This is another absolute favorite of mine, told a familiar story, but told by a secondary character or really kind of not a character that even <laughs> exists, a named character that exists in the right. original book. 
So this book is Longborn by Joe Baker. It was written in 2013. So think Pride and Prejudice, but told from the servant's point of view. So here's our starting point. Sarah is an orphaned housemaid who cleans, scrubs, and polishes for the Bennett family of Pride and Prejudice fame. She and her fellow servants do all the big things, the small things, the unpleasant things that make the household run, including slopping the pigs and emptying chamber pots. And this is the story of Sarah and what she wants Mm -hmm. for her life while the Pride and Prejudice stuff is going on in the background. Yes. But it's the story of her growing up and trying to create a life. And I just love this book. You just become so immersed in this story because of the rich language. It's beautifully written, which adds to the feeling of being there. The setting is just beautifully described. Sarah and the other servants are more than just that. They're unseen, they're taken for granted, but this book really shows you their wants and needs. They have aspirations, they have heartbreaks, they have joys, and these are all just a delight to discover in this book. I become really wrapped up in this story each time I read it. I've read it several times. I've also listened to it as an audiobook, and I highly recommend the listening experience as well. I just want to keep following their lives, especially Sarah's. I want to find out. It has a really powerful scene at the end. Mm-hmm. And I just want to find out the rest of the story. You can imagine it, but I just want to, it's just one of those stories that I just want to keep reading about this character, about this character and one that you just keep thinking about over and over and over, kind of a character that lives with me Mm -hmm. and I'll think of her from time to time. And you do not have to be a Pride and Prejudice or Jane Austen fan to read this book. This book is not a remake of Pride and Prejudice. Right. It's just that the Bennett family are the upstairs people and there are things going on in their lives, but this is the story of the downstairs people and it's just very deep and it's a gorgeous book. Yes, and I I thought for a minute I'm a huge Pride and Prejudice Jane Austen fan. You know this. I mm-hmm. read Pride and Prejudice every year around Christmas time. And um, at first, when you had said, like, this is kind of not, the Bennett story is not the thing leading the Sarah story, I was a little disappointed, and I thought, oh, I don't know if I'm going to like this, but immediately immersed Mm -hmm. in these new character stories. Plus, give me a cup of tea and an Mm -hmm. upstairs versus downstairs story, and I'm in. Think Down the Abbey. Um, this is really beautifully written, such an enjoyable story to immerse yourself in. Add on the fact that you kind of know what's going on upstairs, and it just made it so satisfying for me. I felt like I had a 360 view of everything that was going on in this story, and I just enjoyed it so, so much. Yeah, so just a story told from a different point of view. Yes. And you need to read it. It's Longborn by Joe Baker. All right. 
Um, so many good stories so far. Uh, I'd love to discuss a book called House of Names, and it's by Colm Toybin, and it came out in 2017. So here's the starting point. We have all heard of the Trojan War. Many of us know that Agamemnon was one of the leaders of that war and that on, he was on the winning side. So what you might not know, though, is that he actually, and this is told in many versions that you've read, he offered up one of his own daughter's lives to finish the fight and get his warriors home. Um, many people gave sacrifices, but this seemed like a big sacrifice to give. So after arriving home, we hear the story of his wife, Clytemnestra, heart torn apart, ready to seek revenge, as many mothers probably would be. We also hear the story of his two children, Electra, which you may have heard of before, silently looking on, not sure whose side to be on, mother or father, and then his only son, Orestes, sent into exile to stay alive until he can hopefully one day reclaim his family's throne. His journey is hard, but the story of his journey is gripping. This is mostly the story of how the two siblings try to right their family wrongs and find some semblance of peace for themselves. So it's not as much about Agamemnon. It starts with him, kind of to tie in what you know from that story, a little bit about mom, Clymenestra, but mostly about those two siblings. So I picked up this book after reading Thousand Ships and Women of Troy. More on those in another episode because we have a lot to say about those. Um, and I wanted to find out some more about what happened at home after Agamemnon got back. And boy, did I ever. This was a great tale of family and loyalty and not knowing where your loyalty should belong. Um, it included some of the big names in mythology, but featured the people most affected by the actions of Agamemnon on that beach on that one day. Hmm. And it was just such a great, I don't want to call it a background story, but that's almost what I felt like it was. It was almost like, okay, here's the big show, but here's the prequel. And, mm. <laughs> you know. We're just seeing what happened in the story through the eyes of different characters. Yes, and just really bringing those characters to life. Characters you're not hearing a lot about. I'm not going to talk about Thousand Ships a lot right now, but just to say that it's from a lot of different points of view, mm -hmm. little vignettes, little stories, and I just wanted to know more, and this story gave me the more. This story gave me more about these very interesting characters. So, wow, I can't believe I missed this one because I've read Thousand Ships, Women of Troy. I also just recently read Electra by Jennifer Saint, which tells this exact story, mm -hmm. but from the viewpoint of Clytemestra, Cassandra, and Electra. Mm -hmm. And I really enjoyed that retelling and because in the Greek myths you hear all about um, Agamemnon mm -hmm. and you that you're hearing the story from the men yes so I big want name men. to read this to go yeah. along with some of the other books you I've will read. you will love it so much because you're one that loves that character development and you're gonna love being able to 
fulfill almost like Sarah, you read wanting to read more in Longborn. It's almost like fulfilling that. I want to know more about that character. It sounds amazing. Yes. Great. So House of Names by Colm Toybin. Yes, thank you. All right. Well, right now in my hand, I have The Secret Life of Albert Entwistle by Matt Cain. Just came out in May 2022. I just finished this book. It is so uplifting, and it's an utterly charming story of Albert Entwistle, whose almost hermit-like existence is upended when he's forced into retirement from his decades-long postman position Hmm. on his 65th birthday, mandatory retirement. He has no friends or family, and he has a lifetime of regrets and someone that he really regrets losing 50 years ago. And he begins a brave journey of showing the world who he really is. It's just delightful. It's uh, happy. It has a happy ending. It's just a delightful British book. There's the British again. Highly recommend. Oh, I haven't, I have, that has not been on my radar at all. It's brand, well, it's brand new. So Secret Life of Albert Entwistle by Matt Cain. Okay, I can't wait to read that. Well, the book in my hands I just finished is the one that you just started talking about, and I am so glad that we both read it because it gives us the ability behind the scenes to just talk you know, for hours on the phone or with each other about these books. And that's Electra by Jennifer Saint, and that came out in 2022. Um, this hit the spot. Another viewpoint during the turmoil after the battle for Helen. Agamemnon's daughter, Electra, um, is really the focus of the story. But there are three voices here. Uh, Clymenestra, Electra's mom. Electra herself. And then Cassandra, who if you've read any of those other stories, she is the, is the daughter of King Priam of Troy. So she was one of the prizes that were taken from uh, the battle, after the battle was won. And she is also a priestess of Apollo. So that kind of adds another element because she never really wanted to marry. Um, And she, Cassandra, has always been gifted with um, with the visions of the future. So she decided to become a priestess to keep herself safe. So this story is told in all three voices, but the loudest of the voices and the the most heard from, would you agree, Lara, is Electra and her story of really how she sees the situation. Yes. She doesn't necessarily see it as you and I might or other people would expect her to. Um, And it's kind of her coming to terms and what is she going to do with her indecision of how she feels about what happened with the sacrificing of her sister mm-hmm. and the actions of her mom, Clemenestra. Yeah, I, I am really interested to see how this book meshes with mm. the House of Names. I really enjoyed this book as well. And I would just say... I love these retelling of Greek myths. And if you're a person that's thinking, oh, Greek mythology, just give them a try because yes. they are 
they're not the myths that you read when you were in high school. Right. They're the characters. Yes. But mm-hmm. you're reading about them in a really different and engaging way. So it's I al- love this book. Yeah, it's almost just these character-driven stories that, again, you're reading the family drama, the saga, not the mythology. Right. They just happen to be set in ancient times. Right. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, I hope you um, like those suggestions and start to read them. Yep. So that was Electra by Jennifer Saint, and it just came out in 2022. So glad you joined us today. If you'd like some other titles that go along with this theme, check out our show notes from today's episode. Please share this episode with a friend and check us out on Instagram at The Book Bumble. We'd love it if you would subscribe to our podcast. Join us next time with a new bundle of wonderful reads. Until next time.